Hi everybody, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today and in this session I'm joined by Stuart Templeton, Head of UK at Slack and today we'll be talking about how channel-based messaging unlocks collaboration in the new normal. Welcome Stuart, how are you? Very good Rob, thank you very much for having me. Uh, my pleasure. So Stuart, uh, great place to start, how about we do a quick bio, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Slack. Sure, Stuart Templeton, as you said, thank you for the introduction. I'm responsible for Slack's business here in the UK, uh, was um, professionally based in London, now of course, or at least for now, based at home in the home counties in Buckinghamshire, a uh, couple of kids, wife, dog, um, uh, all of those sorts of things. Great stuff, thanks Stuart. And, uh, you know, we are in the middle of the pandemic today, so uh, we, you know, we're still not out. Uh, things aren't back to normal. So I thought it would be a great time to talk to you about kind of what you're seeing from Slack's perspective. Um, you know, what's the last three months been like for you? It's been profound. I mean, firstly, of course, you know, it doesn't need saying a really difficult time for so many people. Um, but from a work perspective, it's not just that everybody's gone remote it's that everybody's gone remote at exactly, it's almost a migration. We've all done it at exactly the same time. And suddenly every organization has all of its kind of, I guess, knowledge workers uh, remote and all of their partners and their candidates and their customers. So it's been an immense shift and perhaps it's amplified. I don't, I mean, it has created kind of challenges that are unique to now, maybe not unique, but I think it's amplified existing challenges. So before this time, we did a piece of research alongside, I think, a company called Kelton and found that 62% of UK specifically employees wanted greater flexibility. 80%, this is before the COVID time, I should say, Rob, and 80% wanted or craved more connection with their colleagues. And if that was true now, which is, I guess, why I say it's an amplification, if that was true then, you know, imagine how significant it is now. And I think that's probably been the biggest shift for us. The, the fact that organizations that hadn't already embraced uh, channel-based messaging platforms like ours suddenly needed a connective tissue um, that perhaps um, they weren't expecting to need at such pace. So I think it's really accelerated the digital working agenda. Um, uh, I'm old enough to remember when technology at work was better than it was at home and then that switch somewhere, I guess, mid-2000s. And I think this will go some way in, um, in, in rebalancing that trend um, in just 10 days in March, in nine days actually in March, our simultaneous connected users went from 10 million to 12 million to 12.5 million. So we added two and a half million concurrent users in just nine days. So we saw wow. a, significant, a significant surge. I think, some, though, go on, after you. I was going to say, there's some huge numbers. I mean, how have you coped as, a, as an organisation? I mean, really well, but I can't take much credit for it, of course, because I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I give metaphorical pats on the backs to our engineering team who really, the product hasn't skipped a beat. And, um, and I think the fact that we were here, for, I think Slack, as an employee of Slack, I've always felt like I've got a great sense of purpose to change how people work and make their lives, working lives simpler, more pleasant and more productive and things. But I think in, in this period, particularly where companies were suddenly relying on us, we rallied around a sense of purpose really well, actually. Um, but it wasn't just about the engineers. 
um, the company worked really hard to pull some um, uh, remote working help together, slack.com forward slash remote with webinars, best practices. And we took uh, volunteers is the wrong word because of course they were being paid by their day job. But we, we asked the people to volunteer out of their day job to sit in our or to sit at home, but be part of our customer experience team, which is what we call support to be bookable for um, 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 specific remote working sessions where customers new and old could, 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 could book a session to talk about remote work best practices. And that affected um, our team. Uh, we certainly, I think everybody mucked in and took some of those customer calls. Yeah, sounds great. Well, hats off to the Slack team there. So in terms of um, channel-based messaging, I mean, let's talk about that for a moment. I mean, mm -hmm. we've been talking about team apps and channel-based messaging for quite a while and certainly Slack being a pioneer in this game. So what effect do you think that, you know, the pandemic, this recent period's had on the appetite for, for channel-based messaging? I think to some extent, the appetite's been there for some time. I mean, before COVID-19, we already, and we were a reasonably young company, as you know, Rob, we already had over 40% of the FTSE 100 as paying customers. We already publicly stated over 12 million daily active users. I think it's an acceleration and an amplification, perhaps, because channel-based collaboration, I think, is, is, is really important to long-term customer success uh, or, or organizational success, I should say. And I think it comes down to speed and alignment. Um, challenges companies large, small, any shape or any color have is really one of coordination and alignment over time. You know, we used to live in a world that was predictable, and I don't really mean COVID orientated, but the pace of change has just accelerated in recent years, right? And of course, organizations were therefore top down, which was designed for a period of predictability. You set the strategy, it rippled down and everything was great. And of course, organizations now are striving for greater agility and hence they're kind of look and feel more like organisms so they can adapt and sense change and turn faster. And, and that's all great, but it requires cross-functional teams being empowered and all of those things. And unless they're therefore aligned, uh, if they're pushing and pulling in different directions, the benefit of that agile transformation, if you like, just falls apart. And I think that's where channels come in because email or direct messaging tools create silos if i'm in an employee in a hundred person organization i have one percent plus or minus what i'm cc'd on i have one percent of company communications in my email inbox similar with direct message and there and it starts when i join the company i have no access to previous discussion or if i move from one project to another i'm now in the wrong inbox and i have no access to that um, uh, historical decision making and progress setting stuff and i think that's why channel-based collaboration has been so important and so valuable it creates an open by default model or, or maybe if we talk about recommendations we can touch on on why and how and they fit the size and scale of your organization so you could have an announcements only channel um, for company-wide um, discussions uh, a specific uk sales channel or marketing channel over here and the key thing of course is not only can you connect people together but you can connect applications so salespeople might connect salesforce or hubspot technologists might connect jira or ServiceNow. marketeers might uh, connect uh, Marketo or whatever it might be so you can bring applications and people into the same space 
so that people have access to information. And I don't think it's relevant specifically or exclusively to remote working. I just think it's amplified the challenge because even in an office, McKinsey was saying that we're spending somewhere between 16 to 20% of our time finding information. I imagine that's no less if we're at home and hence having information in channels is more important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. And in terms of the, I suppose the business challenges for new adopters, you know, organizations, teams, I suppose not, you know, as you say, it's popular, there is an appetite out there, but I suppose there's a lot of users that have never seen uh, this kind of concept before still. Um, so what kind of challenges would you say uh, new adopters are experiencing right now? Mm. Um, what, what would you say on that, Stuart? Um, the good news is it's messaging based and, and, and whilst, whilst granted there are people at different stages of their kind of digital lifestyle or digital journey in, in, in most, most people would argue that messaging is the norm from a personal communication perspective and hence it's less of a shift than I think one could, could expect to move to a channel-based messaging platform like Slack. And a lot of our success has been viral and been through bottom-up engagement, um, uh, which I think is a testament to the craftsmanship and, uh, and the end-user empathy that Slack has had in terms of trying to build, build this tool. I'm not suggesting it's perfect. We will continue to try and file any rough edges off um, over the next years and decades, of course. Um, but I would encourage, I guess, a few things by way of advice, if, if maybe that's where your question's going, Rob. First of all, strive for channels. We also do direct messaging. We also do direct messaging perfectly well, but we are a channel first based platform. And I would really encourage um, um, customers new and old to try to put communication into channel because channels because it's such it, it's structured all of the, all of the information is in the right place and provided that you want them to be they're open and i would recommend again where possible public channels because i as a slack employee can dip into all sorts of things i may not choose to join that channel if i don't want to be regularly up to date or i might mute that channel but i've got visibility right across the organization except where things are private so i would strive for open communication where possible um, i would also recommend and perhaps this isn't as obvious as it should be to new users i would recommend integrating applications to it sounds super technical it's not we've got over 2000 pre-built integrations on the slack app directory uh, where if i use sharepoint or onedrive from microsoft for document management let's integrate that to slack if i use box or dropbox or google drive the same thing salesforce i mentioned um, if I use Microsoft Teams for calls, kick off those from Slack. If I use Zoom for calls, integrate those to Slack. And I, 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 perhaps to, to, to save me from boring you, I won't go through too many more, but really um, add the integrations because it's very low effort. And I think it makes a really big difference to the ability to really connect people, data and applications together. Um, and then I guess the, maybe not the elephant in the room, but the, something to consider is at what stage do we consider subtle governance? I think one of the great things about Slack is it's a really kind of self-organizing and organic um, um, style of business service, isn't it? You know, people can create their own channels and, and it really starts to mirror the organization, but in a bottoms up type of way. But equally, I think as, 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 as our customers mature, they start to think about at what stage 
should it have governance? Should it have governance from the outset? Or is it something that we layer on over time? Things like channel names. Um, uh, we've got 122,000 paying customer organizations already. And many, 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 many of those have a Slack channel, accounts, BBC, accounts, Ministry of Justice. And I'll say accounts, customer name, accounts, customer name, because it's an example of a naming convention. So that anybody in the organization, if they meet somebody at a conference at the BBC and say, well, I must tell the Slack team in the UK that accounts BBC, there it is. And that sort of governance is worth considering as companies mature their journey, I guess. Um, as indeed is going outside. We recognize that this new way of working shouldn't necessarily be restricted to one's to the boundaries of your own organization. You know, using shared channels to glue yourself to your partners, your customers, your design agencies, whatever it might be, uh, that's something that could be considered too. Great stuff, well, some top tips there for any, anyone looking at Slack. Uh, as you say, it's so easy to get up and running with it. And you know, for, from a user adoption point of view, it's, uh, it's just what you expect it to be. Uh, thank you <laughs> no problem i'm not uh, this this isn't sponsored by slack uh, <laughs> notably um but uh just a quick one on kind of winding the the clocks forward i suppose you know 12 months from now if you're stood you know 12 months from now you know june 2021 and you're looking back on the last 12 months what what what, what do you think might be the most significant changes in the workplace uh, as a result of uh, this year's this pandemic and, and and everything else that's happened this year i mean of course it's easy to easy i wouldn't be as arrogant as to assume that it's easier to predict the short term and it's harder the further we go out um, and i guess it somewhat depends on 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 science and and to what extent we are you know free um uh, as it were i think i mentioned the digital kind of acceleration i really do think that it will it will massively accelerate the digital working agenda and I don't see that changing. I think employees have been asking for it for some time. A customer of ours before this time when deciding whether to buy Slack or considering it, and they did do, was saying, yeah, what our employees are asking for is Slack in a Mac and what they're getting isn't. And whilst that's, of course, very flattering, I think what they mean is they're calling for choice and consumerization of, of or, or the ability to enjoy some sense of consumerization. And I don't think that will change. Um, I also suggest we're going to move into a hybrid model. I don't think the office for me, I, I personally don't believe the office is dead. Uh, that said, Slack announced this week, last week, uh, that our future is going to be a far more distributed organization. And from the 1st of July, um, all or most of our employees will be able to request um, um, becoming a fully remote employee. And of course, that's got lots of benefits around the diversity and the breadth of talent pool. But equally, I do continue to see a role for the office, for certain types of work, for certain types of teams, for proximity to customers, um, and, and indeed for different types of personalities. I think the more introverted you are, the, 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 the the more you've probably been hyper-productive in this, in this time, uh, the more extrovert you are, perhaps uh, the harder you've had to work to maintain energy. Because whilst you've been able to be super focused, you haven't been able to draw energy from people. So I, I think we'll, we'll move into a hybrid, office, uh, a hybrid environment probably. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it will be interesting to see how things play out. Yeah. Hey Stuart, what's the best way for anyone looking at remote working with Slack? Uh, what's the best way to get in touch? 
Uh, I hinted at it before. I'd recommend in the first instance probably going to slack.com forward slash remote. And from there, of course, you can navigate to the rest of our site too. But there's a load of best practices, white papers and webinar recordings and events that you can sign up to. So I think I'd, re I'd start there, Rob. Perfect. And it's, it's been really great to see you again today. Thanks for sharing some. Thank you for having us, Rob. Really appreciate it. Thank you. My, my pleasure. Thanks for sharing some great insights with us and, uh, and the Slack story. So thanks to everyone for watching. Uh, if you've enjoyed today's session, please do give us a quick like or a share on social. It's always appreciated. But for now, thanks for watching. <laughs>